I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Previously On podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 6, The Iron Throne. For the final time, and with a slight lump in the throat, we begin in King's Landing, or at least what remains of the capital in the wake of Daenerys' wrath. Tyrion walks sombre face through the ashen rubble, witnessing the death and despair that now resides in his former home. John and Davos walk just behind him. Tyrion tells him he'll find them later. John warns him it's unsafe and that he should take some men, to which Tyrion replies he's going alone before heading deeper into the city. He walks past the many bodies and the fallen broken bell that rang to no avail during the attack, headed for what remains of the Red Keep. On the streets, Grey Worm has a line of Lannister soldiers on their knees for execution. John intervenes, telling him the war is over and that the men are prisoners. Grey Worm says he's following Daenerys' commands to kill all who follow Cersei. As he draws his blade, John grabs his arm, resulting in the gathered unsullied lowering spears ready for attack. Davos, ever the peacemaker, diffuses the situation, telling John he should go and see Daenerys. As John walks away, Grey Worm begins the executions. Tyrion walks across what remains of the map room and picks up a torch. He begins his descent to the passage he'd told Jamie to use in his bid to rescue Cersei and is met at the bottom by the same fallen walls blocking the exit that halted Jamie's escape. Climbing onto the rubble, he immediately sees the golden hand of his brother protruding from the fallen roof. In a really emotional scene, Tyrion begins to remove the blocks. He finds his brother and sister side by side, dead. Lost to grief and anger, Tyrion weeps. Arya arrives at the courtyard and watches the celebratory Dothraki warriors. She then sees Jon walking towards the steps of the keep and follows from the sidelines. Jon's met at the top of the steps by Grey Worm before Drogon roars overhead and lands. Daenerys strides forward dressed all in black and looks out across her armies and delivers her first speech as Queen of Westeros in Valyrian, telling them they've killed her enemies in iron suits and torn down their stone houses, giving her the Seven Kingdoms. She makes Grey Worm her master of war and then praises the Unsullied, saying they are now liberators, not slaves, but that the war is not yet over. She delivers the news that they will liberate all the people of the world and break the wheel. The Unsullied respond with a raucous pounding of spears upon the ground and Drogon roars as an emotional, adrenaline-soaked Daenerys looks out over the victorious scene. Tyrion anxiously walks forward to her side. She quietly tells him he's a traitor for releasing Jaime. 
Terry encounters that it did indeed free his brother, but that she slaughtered a whole city. He pulls the hand of the king emblem from his chest and tosses it down the steps, bringing silence across the courtyard. A furious Daenerys has him taken prisoner. John and Daenerys then share a lingering look before she walks away. Arya suddenly appears at John's side, she's got a bit of a habit of doing that, and says she came to kill Cersei but that his queen got there first. She then tells John that he'll always be a threat to Daenerys because of his heritage and that she knows a killer when she sees one. John visits Tyrion in his cell. Tyrion's pondering whether his imminent death is justice for betraying Varys but says he'd betray Daenerys again now that he's seen what she's done to the people of King's Landing. John states that the war's over now, but Tyrion doubts that to be true, saying Daenerys' true nature is fire and blood after all. The pair argue, Tyrion declaring she killed more in a day than Cersei or his father Tywin did in an entire lifetime, with John countering that he saw her friend, Missandei, beheaded and her dragons killed. Tyrion asks John if he would have burnt the city himself, but keen not to betray his queen, John says he doesn't know. He agreed was right. Tyrion lists the many deaths of evil men at the hands of Daenerys on her journey and how the celebration and validation of this has seen her grow ever more sure that she is on the right side. He says he knows John loves her, and he does too, that he believed in her with all his heart. John recounts Maester Aemon's words that love is the death of duty. Tyrion reminds John he's the shield that guards the realms of men, asking him who is the greatest threat to the people now. He says what he's asking is terrible but right, pointing out that he's not likely to be the last man Daenerys executes, before suggesting that actually John is more dangerous to Daenerys than anyone because he's the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. John goes to leave but a desperate Tyrion asks if his sisters will bend the knee and why he thinks Sansa told him about John's true identity. John says they don't get to choose who is on the throne, to which Tyrion responds that John does, and he must choose now. Walking towards the throne room, John is stopped by Drogon emerging from beneath a blanket of the ashes of the dead. The dragon moves face to face with John, recognises him, and lets him pass. Inside, Daenerys finally stands before the Iron Throne. She approaches slowly, looking over the legendary seat with a mixture of delight, disbelief, and complete awe. She places a hand upon it in a similar way to her vision of the throne in the House of the Undying, then turns and sees John enter. Daenerys tells him that as a little girl she imagined the throne would be much bigger. Jon stops her and says he saw Lannister soldiers being executed in the street on her orders. He asks if she's seen the carnage, the little children burned. Daenerys answered that she tried to make peace with Cersei. Jon asks about Tyrion and is told he conspired against her. He asks her to forgive him, to forgive everyone and make them understand. He's pleading with her, but she answers that the world they need won't be built by the men from the world they have. She approaches him and says the new world will be a good world. She says it's their reason for being from when they were little children. They will break the wheel together. John says that she is his queen now and always. And they kiss. As they're locked together in a lover's embrace, John sinks a dagger into Daenerys' heart. Shocked, she falls backwards and is held by John as blood trickles from her mouth and nose. And Daenerys Stormborn of the House Targaryen, first of her name, the Unburnt, Queen of the Andals and the First Men, Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea, Breaker of Chains and Mother of Dragons, dies before the Iron Throne that she didn't even get to sit on. As Jon holds her body, the sound of Drogon's tortured roars echo from the background and the dragon lands in the throne room. He nudges Daenerys' lifeless body, then screams to the skies before unleashing a jet of flames that melt the Iron Throne where it sits. Drogon then picks up Daenerys' body and flies from King's Landing towards the distant horizon.
We're now a few weeks after Daenerys' death, and Tyrion is escorted away by Grey Worm and led to a gathering of lords and ladies of the Seven Kingdoms, including, among others, Bran, Arya, Sansa, Yara Greyjoy, Brienne, Sam, Davos, Gendry, Edmure, Tully, and, in a phenomenal advert for the benefits of breastfeeding, a rather buff-looking Robin Arryn. Sansa asks where Jon is, to which Grey Worm replies that they will decide what to do with their prisoners. Jon must have confessed to him. Angered, Sansa tells him there are thousands of Northmen outside the city who will explain why harming Jon is a bad idea. Yara steps in declaring she was loyal to Daenerys. Jon put a knife in her heart and he should be left to the Unsullied to dish out justice. Arya replies that should Yara say another word about Jon, she'll cut her throat, which unsurprisingly does the trick. Davos, as ever, acts peacemaker and offers Grey Worm land and the chance to start his own house with the Unsullied as Bannermen. Grey Worm says they want justice, not payment, that Jon Snow cannot go free. At this point, Tyrion speaks, saying it's not for Grey Worm to decide, but he's quickly shouted down by the ferocious Unsullied leader. Tyrion, however, repeats that Jon's fate should be decided by a king or queen, and tells the gathered lords and ladies to choose one. Edmure Tully steps forward first and begins to make his case for the throne, but is brutally told in no uncertain terms to sit back down by Sansa. He sheepishly does. Sam suggests letting the people choose a new ruler, but this theory of democracy is met by raucous laughter and he quickly sits down too. Davos asks Tyrion who he thinks it should be, and Tyrion declares that the thing that unites people there is stories, and nobody has a better story than Bran the Broken. A boy who couldn't walk so learned to fly, who crossed the wall to become the three-eyed raven, who is the keeper of all of their memories. Sansa points out he can't father children. Yeah, thanks, sis. But Tyrion says that's a good thing, as his children can never torment them, and this is the wheel Daenerys wanted to break. Tyrion asks Bran if chosen, will he be king? To which Bran replies in his own style, Why do you think I came all this way? It's put to a vote. All are in favour until it gets to Sansa. She turns to Bran and says that Winterfell will remain independent, to which he nods in agreement. Tyrion then hails Bran the Broken. Not sure how happy he is with the nickname, to be honest. Lord of the Six Kingdoms, and Bran even almost raises a smile. Almost. Bran tells Tyrion he'll serve as his hand, and despite declining, he's forced the job as a chance to fix the many mistakes he's made during his life. Tyrion visits Jon in his cell and tells him he's to rejoin the Night's Watch as punishment. Jon asks if killing Daenerys was right because it doesn't feel it, to which Tyrion says, ask him again in ten years. Grey Worm and the Unsullied leave King's Landing on ships bound for Narth. The destination is lost love Miss Sandy said she wanted them to go to after the war. Well. As Jon leaves, he meets Arya, Sansa and Bran waiting for him at the docks to share their sweet goodbyes. He tells Sansa the North is free thanks to her and that she's the best they could ask for. A tearful Arya tells him she's going to find out what lies west of Westeros, where the maps end following the same dream she told Lady Crane about in Season 6. John kneels before Bran and apologises for not being there for him when needed, but Bran replies that John was exactly where he was supposed to be, and the three watch John leave. Brienne is turning the pages of the old Book of Nights when she stops at Jaime's, takes a quill, and begins to write his legacy, including the last line declaring he died protecting his queen. Tyrion holds the first small council meeting present at Bran, Davos, Master of Ships, Brienne, Commander of the King's Guard, Grand Maester Sam, and Bronn, Master of Coin. Hmm. Sam presents Tyrion with the book A Song of Ice and Fire, detailing the history of the wars. Tyrion's deeply disappointed to find out he's not in the book, much to the amusement of the others. 
Bran asks about Drogon and says perhaps he can find him before telling them to carry on without him. A new knight, Sir Podrick, then enters to take Bran from the room. As the meeting commences, Bronn, as Master of Coin, argues for brothels being more important than ships to King's Landing, and business as usual is resumed in the capital. John arrives at Castle Black. As the gates open, he sees Tormund waiting for him. In a montage, we watch the Stark children prepare for their futures. Sansa is crowned as Queen. Arya prepares her weapons needle and the Valyrian steel dagger for a journey. John lifts Longclaw from a table. Arya then walks to the deck of a ship bearing the Stark wolf sigil on its sail, bound for adventure. And John meets one of his oldest, dearest friends when he crouches down to stroke his dire wolf ghost. We end Game of Thrones, watching John ride out of Castle Black with Ghost, Tormund and the Wildlings. He glances back briefly as the gate to the south closes behind him, and then smiles as he rides deep into the forests beyond the wall. The end. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from, and we'd love you to join us for them. If you know someone who needs to get up to speed with Thrones, just send them our way. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback, have I pronounced the name wrong? I hope I haven't. Or ideas for a show that we should be covering. We'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know. There may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at Previous Podcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.